0: Does your pilot cheat? Without a doubt, this has been the most requested topic by the pilot wives and those in aviation for the podcast. So buckle up tight. This is only part one. Welcome to the pilot wife podcast, your ongoing checklist for navigating your best life as a pilot wife and family. I'm your co-captain, Jackie Elmer. I've been a pilot wife for over three decades and can't imagine any other lifestyle. It can be turbulent, lonely, and it can be the most fabulous life you could ever imagine. Do you have a question or suggestion for the show? Ask it at ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. And if you want the pilot wife checklist, seven keys to a fabulous pilot wife life, go to pilotwifechecklist.com. Now, stow your baggage and strap in let's unpack the pilot wife life welcome back to the show pilot wives and fellow aviators i'm jackie almer and i am thrilled to be your co-captain and host on this fabulous journey through the aviation and pilot wife lifestyle Unfortunately, though, this is not my most favorite topic to be speaking on. And as I mentioned, uh, this is the most number one requested topic that I've had. And in a sense, that really saddens me. And on the other hand, I totally get it. I totally understand because it's a unique lifestyle, as we know. And so there's the tendency to believe that it lends itself to infidelity in a way that maybe other professions don't. I also understand that this is a controversial controversial, and triggering topic, and it is in no way my intent to do harm, to trigger anyone, um, and this particular show is simply going to be my own experiences and opinions. Now, if you have an experience that you would like to share, uh, either by email or if you'd be interested in being on a future show, you can go to ask pilotwifepodcast.com. Now I've spoken with at least 10 different women who have an experience to share. Some of them are going to be interviewed on the show and raise their hand quite readily to do so. and others want to share their story, but they want to do so with anonymity. And I totally get that and there's a lot of reasons for that. I have a therapist lined up to do a show and to share her thoughts experiences working with hundreds of clients, and ideas to protect your marriage before an affair might happen, and certainly to heal it after, and at very least to heal yourself for sure if the marriage is not able to be saved. Now, some of the uh, pilot cheaters, if you will, were defined as narcissists, some left, some of the wives chose to leave, some of the pilots chose to leave, um, and some chose to stay and work through it. And the interesting thing is all of them felt judged by many, judged for their decision to stay, judged for their decision to leave, um, and not the least of whom the biggest judge, judger was, is that if that's a word, was themselves. They were often the hardest on themselves. Were they making the right decision? either way. And then how are they possibly going to recapture uh, trust again, whether it's trusting the next relationship and partner, whether it's trusting that same partner, you know, are they going to feel anxious and uncomfortable every time they leave on a trip? How do they deal with that, heal from that and go on? And the interesting thing, again, about the judgment piece of it, family members, good friends, the pilot himself, um, other women, the other woman, other pilot wives. They just felt judged by so many. And I know as you do too, it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback everything. It's so easy to have an opinion, to think we know better, and to also think that we know exactly what we would do and how we would handle a situation if it were square in front of us, if it were us dealing with it and the reality of it is we can plan for and think ahead and believe that we know what that's going to be or what that would do or what how we would handle things but we don't really absolutely know for sure so um i just want to say each situation is as unique as the person themselves each marriage is unique each set of boundaries and structures and agreements within the marriage is unique and i respect all of the opinions, all of the experiences, and all of the men and women, to some extent, uh, certainly uh, the victims themselves, I respect all of them immensely. It's easy to say I'd leave, and that can change with time and wisdom. I know when I was younger, I was always the first to say, man, anybody ever cheats on me? I'm out the door. They got one shot, whatever well as time goes by and and you grow into a marriage and you grow into a situation you have children you have history um i think you begin to realize that maybe that answer oh i would leave is not as easily decided upon as we might think that it is um so again I, i'm going to share today strictly based on my own opinion my own experiences uh After over 35 years in aviation myself and 33 being married to a pilot, and it is just that. It's simply my opinion, simply my experiences. It's in no way right. It's in no way wrong. And I'm not trying to project my opinions or philosophies or experiences on anyone else maybe just uh, provide a perspective and maybe open up your mind. And um, if you're struggling with anxiety over it, maybe give you some things to think about. If you're dealing with it again, maybe give you some things to think about. And again, I invite anyone who wants to um, share, share a thought or opinion to contact me at ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. I would love to hear your opinions. I would love to hear your experiences. I would love to interview you if you're open to that or, Maybe just share your comments on a future show if that's the route that you choose to go. There's no right or wrong. That's There's only what works best for you, what feels most comfortable, and that's what's most important to me. Now, um, I mentioned that I began in the aviation world myself first before I ever dated my pilot. I was three years working in the airline industry before I started dating and then five years before I married uh, my pilot. And part of that time was spent as a crew scheduler. Um, So that was kind of interesting too. And I'm just gonna share a little bit of those experiences. I also spent about a year as a flight attendant Uh, with America West Airlines back in the day when you you were cross-utilized, so you had to do a little bit of everything. And I spent a year doing that before I went into sales and marketing, back into sales and marketing, which is where I had come from. Uh, But the interesting thing in that is for whatever reason, for that year, I spent a lot of that as a flight attendant. I kept getting called out for trips. And so I experienced life in aviation from that perspective as well. And here's really what I've come up with myself. And this is years of being a good friend, too. And, and as a pilot wife, I have a ton of friends. We've lived in a number of places. I'm a very social person. I collect friends wherever I go, both from the pilot wife community, uh, neighbors, book club people, uh, the, the moms of my children's. Friends, et cetera. And, you know, of course, as women do, we sit around and talk and we sit around and experience things. And I experienced a lot with my original group of playgroup moms um, who who went through divorces and affairs and different things like that. And ultimately, just over the course of time and experience, this is what I've come up with. It's not really my belief or understanding that pilots are necessarily more likely to cheat just because of their profession. I kind of think that cheaters are cheaters and what makes one choose to cheat is not about the profession. It's not about the hotel room that's readily available with no receipt required, no charges. It's a given deal away from everyone, um, you know, sight unseen in a hotel room again in a faraway city and who's going to know the difference. Yes, they have all that miles away Um, and it and it does certainly Make itself more conducive if that's a path that you choose to go down. Um, And again, if it's a path that you choose to go down. But here's the thing. I mean, when I started in the airline industry, I had one rule just based on what everybody told me. Don't date pilots. Don't date pilots. But honestly, my overall experience is that most of them were married already, seemingly happily so. Um, They were polite and friendly. Often talked about their kids, showed me pictures, showed me pictures of their families, talked about their families, you know, when they were on layovers and in the city, this was back, I'm even thinking in my commuter days when I worked on the ground uh, in Farmington, New Mexico, and, you know, early in the morning when they'd come in from their overnight and we'd be sitting around talking, making the coffee before getting the flight ready, all of that. um, I just didn't get this experience that they were mostly cheaters or hitting on me or anything like that they were just nice overall good guys and missed their kids, missed their families. Yeah. There were a few here and there who were flirtatious. That's life though. That's life in any profession. Um, I can think of one particular pilot who was known as a player. He was definitely a player and I had some experiences with him with a roommate and another good friend who he was double dipping with, so to speak, pun intended. Um, that was a little interesting, wasn't it? I'm not even going to edit that out. But anyway, all that to say, um, but he was unique and he was just a bad boy. He he really was. He ultimately got married and then rumor has it, he lived a double life with two different wives. I don't know. I lost track of him. I knew him in Albuquerque. I knew him in Nashville. And then I knew him in Phoenix and I've lost track of him over time. Um, but he was one of the oddballs, if you will, certainly not the norm by my experience or my husband's experience, conversations that we had, et cetera. Now, I remember working in cruise scheduling, and this was back uh, in the American Eagle days, just as AMR was buying us, American Airlines AMR was buying us as the first Eagle that they purchased. And I was working in cruise scheduling. And I remember the most uncomfortable phone call I ever received was from a pilot wife. This was back in the days when you kind of knew everybody. It was it was small, we were regional, um, we were based in Nashville, but you kind of knew everybody. You had Christmas parties, you had, um, you know, all, just all different parties. We socialized together. So I got to know not only a lot of the pilots, but their, the pilot wives, their children, and certainly everyone else who worked in the airline. We just all congregated together as one big happy family but I remember getting a phone call once from a pilot wife who I think she had a sick child and was looking for her husband and wanted to know which layover city he was in. And he wasn't working that day, but he had told her he was and had gone on a trip. And back then, I don't even know what kind of policies we had. I'm sure that ultimately that could have gotten everybody in trouble, but that was back before you had a lot of policies. And I just had to say, Gosh, you know, I don't have him scheduled. Um I'm I don't I don't show him on the schedule. I didn't know what else to say. It was very uncomfortable and awkward. Totally caught me off guard. It was early in the morning on an early morning shift and they ultimately later divorced and she actually ended up marrying the ex-husband who was also a pilot of the pilot that he was dating or that the the cheater pilot was cheating with another female pilot and anyway it was quite interesting. Hopefully you put all that together, but again, that was the, um, that was the rare event. That was certainly not, that was the exception and not the rule. Um, And then, you know, once I married my pilot, we moved to Phoenix and I can remember working out at the gym and running into flight attendants who he flew with, and they would come up and say to me, oh my gosh, you know, you're so lucky. Your husband's such a great guy. He talks about you all the time. He says such nice things. He's so complimentary, you know, and I, I grew into a level of comfort with that. I ultimately developed a comfort level with that and just made a decision I had not been a suspicious, jealous person before the airline industry, before I married a pilot. And so I just made a decision that I was going to continue with that. He had given me no reason whatsoever to doubt him, to mistrust him. This was before social media and cell phones or any of that. I just had to, you know, discipline myself to totally trust him. And I did. I didn't spend time anxious over any of that. Over time, you know, we got to know and be friends with pilots. Uh, He became good friends with a pilot who had cheated on his wife. His wife had found out about it. They were in a separation. My husband flew with him. This pilot was devastated over the breakup of his marriage and this big mistake that he had made, this horrible mistake that he had made on an overnight, basically a one night stand with a flight attendant. Actually, I don't think it was a one-night stand. I think it went on a little bit more than that, but it was a mistake and he acknowledged it and he was just devastated at, at that he had done this, that he had broken up his marriage. And then the sad thing was, interestingly, my husband shortly after that flew with another pilot who was seeing this wife on the side, small world. This was the LA base um, and it was much smaller then. Anyway, again, the exception instead the rule. I mean, my husband has flown with hundreds of pilots over the course of his career and he would come home with interesting stories about a lot of different stuff, but very rarely was it anything of infidelity or any of that. And he told me about those enough that I really think had there been more, he would have shared it with me. There's no reason why he wouldn't have. Um, so, you know, I mean, I remember this friend of my husband's, the one who had cheated and broken up his marriage and was devastated over it. I remember him saying to my husband, or this is what my husband told me that they had a conversation about it. And he asked my husband, like, you know, how do you, how do you avoid that? And my husband said, I just don't let myself get in that situation. I don't ever end up being the last one at the bar hotel or the hotel bar. Um, and, You know, closing it down with a flight attendant or a member of the opposite sex. I just don't do that. Maybe I'll go have one beer and then I go to my room. Or we go be social, but we do it as a group. I just don't allow myself to be in that situation that's going to um, be compromising potentially. And again, I just put my faith and trust in that. Here's the thing I don't want to be a Pollyanna. Do I absolutely know that it never happened? No, I don't. I don't have any way of knowing that. Just like, The plumber's wife doesn't know the UPS wife's uh, man's wife doesn't know the lawyer's wife doesn't know. Nobody absolutely knows for sure, but that's part of the vulnerability that we put out there when we get married. Right. And when we put our trust and faith in that. So ultimately, like I said, I I think there has to be a level of trust and releasing the worry. Um, And I really, I really spent most of my career or, you know, m- most of the, this time that we've had together feeling that way. Um, you have to learn, however, to trust your gut. Sometimes there are red flags. There are feelings that you get over time with social media and texting. Did situations come up with members of the opposite sex that I didn't like, that I, that I got red flags over, that I thought this is kind of crossing a boundary that might not have happened before texting? Yes, I did a few times. There were a few times when somebody of the opposite sex passed through and I just felt slightly uncomfortable about it. And maybe you feel that way too. And that's when it's the time to just speak up and say, you know, I don't want to make a big deal out of something. That's not a big deal. I just want to share with you. I don't know why, but I feel uncomfortable about this. And I just, I want you to know that so that we can talk about it and, um, you tell me is, you know, am am I just making things up? Is there something going on? What is it exactly that I need to know? Um, Because again, the cell phone and texting and social media has been a game changer in that regard. Um, You know, back in the day, I call it the dark ages when we didn't have cell phones. Sometimes I would go, you know, one or two days without talking to him with flight delays and mechanicals and aircraft changes and weather and getting in, you know, to a city super late or whatever it was. Sometimes it just didn't happen that we were going to have that phone conversation and you couldn't send just a quick text and say, hey, everything's good. I made it in. I'm just or I'm running late. I'm not going to get the chance to talk to you tonight or whatever it was. Um, We didn't have that. And so, again, I just chose and maybe it's because I had come from the airline industry, lived in that world of understanding the hectic days, the long days, the the just crazy days that happen when everything falls apart and you're exhausted and, you know, you're just doing the best that you can to power through and get your job done to the best of its ability. So, you know, maybe that was part of it. Um I don't know. So I would love to hear, you know, by the time social media came along, we were past the super young days and and settled into a different part of life. Not that it can't happen at every age and stage of life, but um, I would love to hear from you if you have experiences with social media, with texting, with maybe some advice that you might have. You know, my biggest advice again is learn to trust your gut. Learn to trust any red flags and do your best to um, a fair proof your marriage through good communication, through setting boundaries, through keeping that connection and that intimacy alive. Um, I look back and that's one of the things where I think I, I can see time periods in my marriage where I didn't do a good job of me being the one to stay connected with him, me reassuring him that, you know, he still mattered to me and I loved him above and beyond. Um, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I may have mentioned that and I had my own business and I could get really super involved with the kids, super involved with my own career and things that I was working on. And there were certainly times when I neglected taking care of the important parts of my marriage. Now thankfully we've stuck with it like I said 33 years they've almost all been amazing and great as I just said with him to him the other day I feel lucky we're empty nesters now we just became grandparents last year but I said I still like you I still love you and I'm still in love with you and that makes all the difference truly in the world to me um so you'll just have to think of some of those things for yourself pay attention make good eye contact whenever you can um, because there's power in eye contact and really making that connection with someone and set those expectations, set those boundaries, talk about all of this ahead of time. And then I guess kind of one of the final thing I want to close with, and, and we've chatted and talked a lot about this with, or I have with my group of pilot wives, but sometimes we have this uh, tendency to want to place demands on them of what they do and don't do on a trip. And we want to demand of them to be one of those slam clickers. The slam clicker is the one that gets to the hotel, goes into the room, puts the do not disturb sign on, slams the door, and clicks the lock. They don't come out, they don't socialize, they don't do any of that. That's going to be great for some pilots. Some pilots choose to be that way. They're introverts, they're tired, they're exhausted, and they love their aviation career, but the social aspect of it doesn't engage them. And there are other pilots who are very social. They love that part of their lifestyle of being in different cities and different restaurants and different bars and, you know, playing on the beach and doing different things like that. So, The worst thing you can do is start making demands on them that don't align with what they want to do or their personality type that can ultimately lead to um, distrustful choices or deception, even if they're not doing anything wrong per se, like they're not misbehaving, but they want to go and socialize and they don't want to tell you about it because they don't want to upset you. So again, have those good conversations reach out to them as best you can and, uh, do whatever you can to, to make, uh, make that connection, have those conversations, set those boundaries ahead of time. And again, if you have anything to share, go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. I would love to hear from you. You can share anonymously. I don't think I don't know if you can share anonymously, but you can let me know that it needs to be anonymous. I would never um, reveal anything that you didn't want me to reveal. But if you have some comments, some context, different things that you want to share, you want to be on the show about this topic or another topic, definitely let me know because I would love to hear from you. There's no absolute perfect answer. All of us are here doing the best we can with what we have to work with. I'm here. Part of my goal in this whole thing is I love being married. I love that I've been married as long as I have. I've loved my aviation lifestyle. I've loved being a pilot wife. And my goal is to help more women feel that way, feel empowered, feel independent, and keep those marriages strong, secure, and moving forward. So I'm Jackie Elmer. Thanks for being here on today's show. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on the show, Grab the Pilot Wife Checklist, Seven Keys to a Fabulous Pilot Wife Life. Go to pilotwifechecklist.com. And if you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. Share this podcast with any pilot wives, military wives, or anyone you know who might share a similar experience. See you on the next show.